0: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. We went live tonight. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's our new Discord server. You've got lots of different channels. You can communicate with us, with others. We're on there during games, between games, 24-7. That's where you find us these days. We're transitioning from Twitter, X, or whatever it is you want to call it, Check it out, $2.99 per month. Lots of additional content. You can find the link right here on the description on YouTube or on the podcast feeds or pinned to the top of the Five Reasons Twitter handle. And now, today's episode.
1: Down to this day. Yikes.
2: Five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. here's the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, rain bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block? Stop with one hand. Impact we trust. it's foul have the guts. We here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Silvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome
0: back to Five on the Floor doing this one live. You can also catch it after the fact on the podcast feeds. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me, Ethan J. Skolnick, and I'm Five Reasons Sports. We've got Brady Hawk. You can follow Brady Hawk 305. Alex Toledo, you can follow at Tropical Blanket. Last podcast of the year Not the way we thought that this would go. The Miami Heat dropped the second game of their road trip. They're now 19-13 and on the season. They lose 117-109 to to the Utah Jazz. The floor plan, actually, what we're going to do here, we're going to start a little differently than we typically do because the injury report is such a big part of this. So, Alex, tee it up, and then we will get to the players who – played in this game and didn't finish this game and now it's time for the official five on the floor injury report sponsored by our friend eric rubenstein the personal injury attorney born and raised in lauderdale florida lives in miami went to st thomas he's a south florida guy and a huge miami heat fan but the important thing is he can help you get your money that you deserve when something happens to you so reach out to our guy eric rubenstein again eric or ask about me i got you on instagram and now the injury report all right so we knew who wasn't going to play tonight caleb martin is still out josh richardson is still out kyle lowry is still out um he's that's designated as soreness so who did start tonight jimmy butler just the eighth time this season that the heat have had jimmy butler tyler hero and bam Adebayo to start a game but jimmy butler hardly played in the sense of putting out a lot of effort and then he left early Injured his foot, it's being characterized as a foot injury by the Miami Heat. Of course, he's been dealing with a calf injury. He was also sick for a little while. He played 23 minutes tonight, two of three from the field. One of those was on a pass from from Jovic, his uh, personal pet project. He had finished with eight points, but again, did not re-enter the game. And then Haywood Highsmith uh, got in a collision with Colin Sexton and it looked bad. Um, He was helped off the floor. I don't know if he has a concussion. We can't really diagnose anything. We'll get a result after the fact, but he couldn't finish the game either. And he was going to be closing tonight. He ended up playing 26 minutes, but let's start with Jimmy. Before we get into the repercussions of kind of where this may go as the road trip continues, I feel like he never plays in LA. And now they got two games coming up in LA. Um, Brady, I, I don't even know that it helped tonight when he was playing. Like, I, what, did, what did you see from him tonight?
1: It just felt like one of those uh, going through the motions type games. That's kind of what it felt like, especially, you know, in that first half, it just, they weren't getting to the rim a ton. I mean, we were talking about that a ton throughout, you know, at halftime. It was like, <laughs> there was a whole lot of mid-range play that got them through, and and Tyler and Bam kind of held it down in that area to at least make it a close game. But they didn't have a lot going at the rim, and it's like, If you have Jaime starting instead of BAM in these other games, they have a guy, they're like, okay, we're just going to send him to the rim and get rim attempts out of this spot, this spot, this spot. When you have a game where Jimmy's playing and he's not really, you know, doesn't have any shot attempts, it's like, where are you going with this? What are you going to uh, generate your shots from? And then you add in the fact they weren't shooting well from three to start this game. It's like, if you're not having either one of those, it's a a tough play. So, you know, he didn't really seem to have it in a good flow. I, I wonder... You know, it, it, did he come down on the foot wrong or was it kind of just a layover of just things adding up over time? I'm not exactly sure. I know originally it originally was a calf and now this is labeled as a foot, which is very vague. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening with that. But I probably would not expect him to play in L.A., I would guess. And now they have to regroup with, you know, with some other guys dropping out. They're going to have to put more on Tyler and Bam's plate. Uh, you know, Jaime, you know, as much as we talk about Jaime stepping in for him, this wasn't Jaime's greatest game. Like this was a rough game for him in, ter- in terms of the turnovers shots at the rim, that the, the outside shot. He just wasn't getting a lot going, but uh, 100%. They they need more from Jimmy when he's playing. But then, Ethan, as we say that, we see what happens at certain points when you overplay him. And I'm not saying he's overplayed because, you know, he's, he's on pace for like 60 games right now, and he's getting ready to miss more potentially. But you kind of see what you're dealing with and why they try to save him as much as possible.
0: Yeah, Alex, and we'll touch on the guys from Utah who hurt them tonight. But just on, on the Jimmy side, It just, I don't know. The team's had a pretty good offensive flow without him. I'm not going to make an argument that they're better without him. Let's not go there. That happens every time a player sits. We're all the way back to Dwayne Wade. Now to Tyler Hero. I'm not going to do it with Jimmy, but he does play differently. And I just feel like when he comes out tonight and he's not looking to do anything, I mean, he wasn't really looking to do anything on either end. Like we've talked about where he is in steals this year and playing the passing lanes. I'd almost rather for their sake he doesn't play. It just it because it, it looks to me like they look to him for energy and when he's not providing any, then everybody just kind of gets lethargic, right? Like I it's just I don't know. It 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 sort of busted tonight, actually.
2: Yeah. Um and look, he just got back, so a rusty game could have been expected, but it's but that's it was a lot more than just a rusty game. Like he just wasn't really making himself available. And um, I really think he was playing more as like a ball mover and connector out there. I didn't think he was really attacking too much. Um, And I know he started to put up more shots towards the end as far as like of his playing time today before he got hurt. He was starting to actually get some shots up and and do stuff um, before, but just not good. Just one of the worst games he's played this season, if not the worst, uh, even before the injury. And yeah, like the, the numbers reflected tonight. And Brady mentioned this on Playback. And of course, I'm going to signal here, playback.tv slash down, 5 r or download the app for free. Um, we had a great time calling this god-awful, god-forsaken game. But, um, you know, they, they had Hakez starting before and they were getting to the rim a little bit more. And we know how relentless Hakez is um, getting there, whether it's in the post or off of drives or off of cuts, all that. He didn't have a great game tonight either. And then when you look at, their rim attempts tonight they finished with 11 attempts total at the rim you know how much the jazz finished with 23 like th- the jazz are supposed to be one of the worst teams in the league man like you can't be getting completely outmatched out hustled out energy whatever word you want to use that's, that's what i feel like happened tonight and really i just think it started with jimmy right there was there wasn't a lot going on in the beginning and I thought Tyler did the best he could to to get him, you know, to keep him in this game offensively. I thought Bam had, you know, like a nice stat line, but too many turnovers and missed free throws. And it was just a really sloppy game all around. And I feel like it it started with Jimmy. So I'm not going to blame it all on him because there was plenty of sloppy play all around from both teams. Actually, a lot of misses, a lot of missed free throws, a lot of bad transition play, just an ugly game. But, um, Jimmy is supposed to be somebody that you hold to a higher standard, even if, you know, it's lower expectations in the regular season. He came way short of what, you know, of that regular season standard for him. He's got to be better.
0: You know, it seems like sometimes with this team, when they have somebody out that other guys step up and take ownership of the situation. And when they have more of their core healthy, and again, no, no Lowry, no Martin, no Richardson tonight. So that provided opportunities for others, including Roger Hampton and, and Nikola to start. We'll talk about that as we go forward. But it seems like when guys are out, that certain players will take ownership of the situation. And when everybody's playing or their core group is playing, they all kind of look around at each other, deciding who's supposed to do what. So Bam and, and Tyler got themselves into this game. Tyler wasn't perfect tonight, but he was good enough. Okay, I mean the stat line was certainly good enough, right? And Bam's stat line was good enough. But you mentioned Alex the missed free throws, which is—I mean, he got to the line t- twenty times, like that's—I cr- mean, <laughs> I mean he did everything he had to do to get there, and he none of the rest of the team missed free throws. He missed the free throws tonight in key spots, but it really was to me that the defense, like they could not control. And we'll get to the game—a uh, gamer of the night—in a second. They couldn't control – I guess we'll call it – because what people are calling it the Dame package on the other side, let's call this the Low- the the, Low- the Lowry package, right? Because we've talked all year about Linux and Stexton. You might as well roll this up, Alex, uh, because the gamer of the night was going to come from one of these two guys, although I did not realize what the Jazz rookie did to them at the end of the game and where he ended up tonight. But uh, give us the gamer of the night. We'll get into we'll, – we'll, let's, let's give you a little praise for Kelly O. And now on Five on the Floor, it's time for the Gamer of the Night, sponsored by Rock Esports Center, the place to eat, drink, and play all day. Host your next birthday party with them. Located at 15305 South Dixie Highway in Palmetto Bay, they've got a 5,500-square-foot state-of-the-art center equipped with all the high-end power. Play all-day passes available for just $25, but if you mention five reasons... It's just $20. So mention 5 Reasons or 5 RSN. You get to play all day for $20. And now, the gamer of the night. We've talked about guys that um, Hawkeyes reminds us of. And the name has come up before. It's not the first time we've talked about it. Uh, but Kego is one of those guys. Like, I'm not identical. But there's some things, Brady, that Kelly does that Hawkeyes kind of emulates so tonight KO destroyed August. uh in those one-on-one matchups and just generally on the stat line um 19 6 and 10 8 of 12 from the floor he's the gamer of the night even though Sexton 22 points on 8 of 14 shooting and Keontae George off the bench their first round rookie had 21 points and six rebounds and made some big shots late but They couldn't do anything with KO. Like, every time he he wanted to get to the basket, he got to the basket today. Honestly, Spokes should show that film a lot. Oh, yeah. Because that should not happen to Kelly Olenek.
1: They're going to be showing a lot of film from that game because, as you mentioned, I mean, we could talk about the offense. We could talk about the turnovers, which we were probably going to. But the defense is what stood out to me in terms of, like, they've always won games in the mud. This show is sponsored by
0: BetterHelp. to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat.
1: When they were high turnover games, when they were inefficient, like they've won it on the defensive end, but you cannot have that stuff and have these problems on defense against a team that is just like not very good. Like they're not, this isn't a team that you should be able to just have these type of problems against. So it's like a Linux was, I think 100% the gamer of the night in this instance, because he changed the, it felt like the trajectory of the game for the jazz. Like he kind of set a tone for them and got inside. And it was like, I'm glad you mentioned the Hawkins comp. Cause I did kind of throw that out there earlier. I was like, just the way when he gets to his spots inside and he does the footwork and up fakes and up and unders. And it's like, he, he plays slow because he has to Hawkins plays slow because he chooses to, I guess that's the one difference, but it's still a similar in that way. As for the defense, number one, they were just allowing them. To, they they were at one point, I don't I don't know if you have it, Alex, what they shot, ended up shooting for three, but it was, at one point, it was three for 21. And I know the fourth quarter, the Jazz shot really well from three with, with as you mentioned, Keontae George, but they were really struggling from three. So it was like, they have this guy that's kind of diving to the rim on Hawkes every time and getting to these spots and they're helping down. And it's like, they're still not being able to kind of push any narratives there. And then the big thing for me, was the fact that they were kind of having like botched coverages. I don't know. It it was like happening over and over where like, it seems like they're getting to the point now when they have a bunch of, you know, we used to complain or or everybody used to complain about the the full on switching where it was like, okay, this is happening. And then they're getting an offensive rebound and and blah, blah, blah. But they knew what coverage they were playing every possession down. it felt like where now it's like, sometimes they're like playing and drop and the guy doesn't know if it's a switch. And then there was one late, I think it was a Linux that got in the paint where both defenders kind of went, toward the guy on the wing, and it was just a wide open pass inside, and you laid it in. It's like you can't have those type of botch coverages in the fourth quarter. That's just not – this team, I remember I said it before, this team was second in defensive rating in the fourth quarter last year. It's like you cannot have that type of drop-off, no matter who you're playing at any point. So I just thought the defense was just – you said earlier Jimmy was not good enough. The defense was 100% not good enough. Like what I saw defensively, they did not deserve to win that game uh, specifically. So Kelly Olenek was a big reason for it
0: let let's go through um Spolcher's decisions today and kind of why he made them because this yeah. was a weird rotation game and again, this is the first time in I mean that they've had Jimmy Hawkes hero and Bam all out there together in forever. I don't know how many games they played I guess it probably would be the same number because Haquez has played every game but Haquez yeah. wasn't in the rotation in the same way early in the season when the other three were playing together that he is now but Okay, let, let let's start with the beginning. Let's start with the decisions to start Hampton and Jovich with Hero, Bam, and Jimmy. Your thoughts on that before we get to some of the rotation stuff as he went forward.
2: It's um it's like it's not gonna sound good now, but I was a fan of the decision, <clears throat> excuse me, before the game. Not because I thought like RJ and Jovic are absolute proven starter level players or anything like that. I just think like we've seen this before from the heat when it comes to trying to get um, some of these guys who are outside of the rotation opportunities and maybe not want to mess with the bench too much. That's not what they did uh, against the Warriors. They had these guys come off the bench and it, you know, worked well. Maybe that's the move uh, to kind of let them play their game a little bit instead of trying to fit in around their three best players. I don't know. I'm not saying that I'm there yet, but it didn't work tonight. I mean, RJ did not have a good game. And he ended up only playing, I feel like, that one stint. I don't remember if he came back in a second time. Uh, I think he only played, like, nine total minutes. And Jovic had the foul trouble. And, like, he's shown stuff, but I didn't think he had a particularly great game either. That doesn't mean I'm against them doing that. I would like to see the, these guys play, you know, nice like these for sure when, when you're missing dudes and, and you just need the, the bodies. I'd rather them play these guys than go to, like, a short rotation for sure in the regular season, especially against the Utah Jazz, like – I, I like it. it it those it worked you know playing those dudes against the Warriors again off the bench so I, I was I was happy for them that they kind of got like the you know sort of like a, a short-term promotion there and it just didn't work out I, I I would still like to see them get minutes but yeah it's it was not successful tonight
0: I think he waited too long to go to Kane honestly um I you know I, I think what we, what we saw at the game before I I understand Jamal Sometimes doesn't always make the best decisions. He's not the only one on the roster that that's a problem with. But coming off of that game, one of the things I I don't love that Spolcher does at times is he has a guy who's working well in one game and then totally gets away from him in the next game. I've noticed this trend over the years, and I'm like, ride the hot hand a little bit. Like, Jamal came out of that game feeling pretty good to the point that Spo in the post game that we got to see that the Heat put on their their social media, like praised him specifically after that game. He praised the three young guys. He was also talking about about Hampton and Jovich, but I don't know why Hampton and Jovich would get minutes tonight, but Kane wouldn't, except for the fact that Jimmy was back. But I still think that there were minutes available for Jamal, and he found them in the second half, basically, because he decided not to play Hampton and Jovich anymore. Um, and, and I just think in a game like this where you needed a little bit more defense, now, look, I know RJ is supposed to provide that, the, the thing with RJ right now is I think he's a worthwhile project. I do. But if he's not going to be a threat to shoot at all, like I forget the fact that his shot looks broken, but if he's not going to be a threat to shoot at all, they're going to be playing four on five all the time with him out there. I would honestly rather play Kane then, because at least he's going to give you uh, a little bit more in terms of offensive rebounding and just, you know, that kind of stuff that he provides. Like Kane's, Kane's not afraid to do those things. Like he's again, sometimes it's clunky, sometimes it's awkward. RJ cutting looks too. A little bit of unsure of himself at this point, right? I, I mean, I, I would have played Kane more even before Haywood got hurt. I would have played Kane more tonight. So, um, I want to get to a couple of the comments here, and then then we'll we'll get to the play. Do we even have a play of the night tonight? We got we to. I'm going to leave this to you guys uh, to come up with it. This is from Van Lee, who joins us a lot. Uh, on playback. Five years in, Jimmy, Bam, and Tyler still looks weird and clunky, hasn't clicked at all. Our big three still can't play with their eyes closed together. We've talked about it. It is, Greg's talked about it. It is this kind of, it's weird because they've been to the finals twice. <laughs> they've been to the conference finals three times, but they've only played together in eight games this year, and in two of those eight games, one of the three of them didn't finish the game. So it's like, they, there's no sample size for them with this group uh this year. Uh this is from Jonathan McNamara. We 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 should have mentioned this a little bit more. Highsmith straight up got knocked out for like a half second. You can see how he landed on his head Ugh, That looks like concussion protocol to me. We'll see how long, but um I wouldn't expect you'll see him in LA. I my my guess is you're gonna see Josh back um based on where he was training. And I think you could see Kyle back for Orcain. at least one of those two games. But I don't know about Caleb. Uh and orc- and now orc- I don't know him. about about Butler. Yeah, more more Jamal Kane, right. Um and then uh what else we got here? We'll get to it. Um this comes in from uh November fifteenth. I like how Duncan loves to penetrate and play make, but play make, he needs to put up more threes. Like I thought Duncan played pretty well today. I thought he was underutilized. Brady, what what did you think?
1: I feel like that's gonna be the case in a lot of games. Like, I mean, his utilization is gonna rise when they don't have like the Tylers and the Jimmys of the world like we've seen across that run, but 100. percent I think they need to put if they're going to utilize them in this way off the bench, where they're kind of saying, "Well, we're going to put you here because in these lines we could utilize you a little more." I think for sure you're going to have to see those attempts. What do, he ended up three for five from three, four for eight from the field. He is continues to be insanely efficient from three. I I, I think it it is a point to be made that there's going to become a point where we're supposed like okay, like the the efficiency's pretty. But like at a point now where this team is, you know, they need to get the ball up for him a little bit more. And, and part of that is there's this overreaction to him and it's, it gets back to the points we talked about, you know, before he was even taken out of the rotation before it was like, okay, how is he going to get these shots up when they're doing this? And he's balanced that out with the inside play. Well, now he needs to balance out the inside play, I guess, a little bit more with the three. So it's not something I'm looking to, into a ton. And I think it's situational and I think it depends on coverages, but. I think he has to be like not afraid to be inefficient on a certain night. Like Tyler is like as much as people talk about how, how, you know, at certain nights when Tyler's inefficient, they need his inefficiency at times because they need him like the shot diet to be that way. They need him to get certain looks up to to kind of fulfill the offense. So I don't, I'd like to see that a little more from Duncan, especially with the fact of like, it feels like he can't hit an open three, but he will hit the, the, as we know, with those games, Ethan, he will hit a sidestep fadeaway contested. So it's like, get them up. And especially in a game like this, when Jimmy goes out, uh, they need to find ways to do that. So I'm interested to see how they utilize that. I don't think it's about Spoke putting them in different spots. I think it's just about him getting shots up. Uh,
0: this comes in from Van Lee, and then we're going to get to the play of the night and close this one out. Olenek and Sexton match Lowry's contract perfectly. I'm sold, not in the mood to get fleece for, for marketing. We put this on playback tonight. Uh, Olenek and Sexton for Lowry in a first is an interesting conversation. Uh, We've had it before. It's not the first time, but we will say the Kyle package played very well tonight. Um, I don't don't know if I'm going to say that ever again. All right, let's get to the play of the night. And now it's time for the insurance by Lynette play of the night sponsored by insurance by Lynette.com and a aggressive insurance agency. You can reach out to our friend Lynette at 954-581-8800. That's 954-581-8800 or insurance by Lynette.com. That's insurance by Lynette.com with two N's and two T's. Your best play for auto insurance, homeowners insurance, condo insurance, life insurance or a retirement program. Reach out to Lynette at insurancebylynette.com. All right, let's get to it. Do we have a play on the night tonight um, that's not KO, making the Heat defense look like Swiss cheese? We have
1: something. Maybe Jamal Cain's
2: dunks? I Jamal guess, Cain had right? a couple of nice dunks. I, I, I can't really come <laughs> up with any for the Heat.
1: I was gonna say, really wasn't I was gonna, was I was gonna say the one, and this sounds, you know, because Jovic end up having five fouls. But how about the one where he, you know he came off the double screen and dumped it down to Jimmy, who's become oh, his yeah. new best friend. Uh, that Jimmy's basically taken ownership of of kind of making sure he he gets into these starting lineups. So, uh, I mean, the key there is number one because we haven't talked a lot about Jovic and the foul trouble. You know, some of those were iffy. You know, the charge I thought he had good position on, but he's a hundred percent handsy. Like it's like I said it on playback. He's a lot like. Duncan in the first few years where he kind of uses his hands a little too much instead of moving his feet. But that play specifically kind of shows how they're supposed to utilize them offensively. Like you, people joke around about the point Jovich, but like he needs the ball in his hands to be most effective when you're coming off a screen and be able to make those reads. And actually on that play where he dipped it down to Jimmy, Tyler was in the corner. And the reason why Jimmy had it wide open is because they can't help off Tyler. So it's like, that's the other part of this. I, I, I still think even when they have guys out and this keys back into the stuff we talked about with Duncan, I think they still have to leverage the Tyler off ball stuff. Like they cannot just force the guy to just to run pick and rolls and, and on ball stuff into the ground. Like he's still such a good spot of shooter. He's still such a, you know, gravity guy off the ball that they need to find ways to leverage that using Jovich on the ball and letting him play make with him off the ball is a way to do that.
0: I know this was not the intention, but it really did feel like Jimmy got <laughs> you hit on it. It's like he came back so that Jovich could get some run in the starting lineup. And now we'll see Jimmy in two months. Uh, I hope for Heat fans that's not the case. All right, that's it. No more on this game. Hey, this is a weird game. Can I drop a
2: couple of stats before we end this? No, just to, no, just to. No, I, I have a couple here, and, and I think it goes with themes. It's a. It's. I'll go to some quick ones. It's nothing crazy here. In the fourth quarter, outscored by eight. The the rest of the three quarters, they, the the margin between the teams was never more than one or two points. And then you go ahead and get outscored by. So they did they win more quarters? Is that what you're telling me? Is that so? It's like oh. a win in their book. Mm, actually, they did. No, it's it, it. was tied. It was tied. It was uh, two two. It was so tied. No, every other awesome. quarter, every other quarter was you know the the margin in the quarter was one or two, and then the four quarters where things really blew open, and they just kind of blew it. And the the other one was the turnovers and points off turnovers. I know I hammer that all the time on post game shows, but man. The Heat committed, I, I believe, six more turnovers tonight, 16 in total, um, and also got destroyed on point off turnovers, if I remember correctly. And, man, that transition stuff, man, they got to fix that. And I feel like those three are, like, three things to monitor the season. The fourth quarter, whether or not they're sticking to their identity with forcing turnovers. I mean, they had they had their best players tonight. I know Josh and Caleb weren't there. but And then, of course, their awful, awful transition play, which, to quantify it, 76.5 points per play in transition how is it possible to have a way worse transition offensive rating than half course yes, they it was turn every worse. four on
0: one into a four on five like I, I or to a one on five like they they i don't for a team that is so well coached they are completely disorganized in transition and that has been the case Forever. And I don't need to see Haywood Highsmith. One man breaks anymore. All right. That's it for tonight. Wait, real quickly. Uh, X-rays
1: on Jimmy no. Butler's foot came back negative. I just wanted to put that out there.
0: Okay. They came back. Oh, that's good to know. Okay. So it'll good only job, be Brady. three weeks. All right. Thanks to Brady. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to everybody who was on playback with us today. Thanks to everybody for joining us for the entire new year. Uh, thanks to, to Greg for hitting my prize picks prop that he would miss uh, the last couple of uh, over 1.5. Uh, We probably will have a podcast for you on the new year. Make sure that you're checking out the YouTube channel for Dolphins Ravens content on Sunday on New Year's Eve. uh, And also uh, the return of Messi and company, all kinds of stuff here on the channel. Happy new year, everybody. No more stats, Alex. No more stats.
2: Check out our Discord link in the description. We love you all. Happy new year.
1: Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the Fibers and Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad.